Just give us one hour, and we'll help you change the way you think about happiness. Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen is a fresh talk radio approach promoting happiness from the inside out. Happiness is a choice, and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. Each week, Lisa shines her light on well-being and global human flourishing by presenting a diverse and proactive collection of the greatest thinkers and doers who have devoted their lives to creating a better world in which to live. As a filmmaker, positive psychology coach, author, professor, and change agent specializing in the field of happiness, Lisa Cybers Kamen is widely recognized as an expert in the field. On the show, she also focuses on military families and service personnel returning with PTSD, traumatic brain injury, and other post-deployment civilian life reintegration issues. So, let's spend some time getting to the heart of the matter on Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now, here's your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, where we explore the very serious business of happiness, sustainable well-being, and human flourishing. We are not talking about that annoying yellow smiley face. No, no, no. We are talking about something much deeper and critical to the success of humanity. Authentic happiness is not selfish, egotistical, or narcissistic. In fact, it is essential in order for humankind to thrive. Sustainable happiness is important because it not only elevates our own well-being locally, but also contributes to collective global flourishing. The achievement of a happy life is not only positively good for us, it is constructively good for those around us. In short, happiness matters. Happiness comes from the heart, and this show is all about the heart. Before we bring on our guest today, I invite you to join us live in this conversation by calling us at 877-864-4869. Again, that's 877-864-4869, or you can tweet at us with the hashtag Harvesting happiness. All right, today's show is kind of exciting. No, it's really exciting for a couple of reasons. We're going to talk about one of my personal favorite hobbies, and you'll laugh when I reveal what that is. One of my top favorite things that I love to do is sleep. I love sleep. It is there's nothing like a good night's sleep, and I really savor and enjoy getting good rest as we all do. But our topic today is the relationship between sleep and wellness. And they are directly correlated. When we don't get a good night's sleep, we are cranky. We are more apt to pick fights with those we love. We have performance levels that are subpar. And we're going to talk about this with our group of collaborators that come from Sleep and Wellness Magazine. And it's at this show or during this show that I wish to announce my participation with this fantastic magazine. I have come on board with Sleep and Wellness Magazine as their health and wellness editor. And I have with me today Dr. Syed Nabi. He is a sleep specialist and regular contributor to Sleep and Wellness Magazine. Dr. Nabi is a board-certified fellow of the American Board of Internal Medicine and Sleep Medicine. He currently works at Tranquility Sleep Specialist in Knoxville, Tennessee, and has been involved with the American Sleep and Breathing Academy for the last two years. Good morning, Dr. Nabi. Thanks for joining me. Good morning. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, well, it's our pleasure. We want, we want to get into the mechanics of sleep. If you could describe to our listeners what, in very simple terms, the mechanics of sleep and why it is essential to not only functioning, but actually overall health and well-being. Sleep, as you said, is uh, um, something that we can all relate to. It's not like uh, a disease that uh, only a certain group of the people have it and uh, not others. So uh, this is one of the most fascinating things in the, in the past uh, few years. We uh, have started to learn and understand more and more about the normal sleep. And uh, uh, it's just uh, that it's an entity in itself that uh, requires specialization. And uh, uh, um, <clears throat> I mean, we are finding out new uh, diseases uh, that uh, are related to the sleep uh, in in general, and um, uh, sleep apnea, of which is is, is a very common that, that kind of uh, pushed the research. Actually, the research in the sleep medicine has been going on since uh, uh, 60s and 70s. But uh, as we found out about sleep apnea and uh, uh, were able to treat it and see significant improvement in the quality of uh, life of people, uh, more in, uh, uh, in uh, uh, Research uh, got into play, and uh, uh, we now we stand at the uh, in that point in phase in uh, in in the history where uh, uh, we will be learning a, a lot more about sleep. Let me jump in here and, and clarify what sleep apnea is. We all know it if we live with somebody that has it. <laughs> it's the person that remains awake at night that knows that their partner has it. Can you t- tell us, in, in, in simple terms, what sleep apnea is and why it is so dangerous to our well-being? Apnea is a Latin word. It uh, basically means to uh, stop breathing. And when you stop breathing in your sleep, that's what sleep apnea is. And um, uh, at the core of the problem when people have sleep apnea is that uh, for various reasons, and I uh, don't want to go into much detail for sake of simplicity, basically our airway, the the airway, the passage um, in the back of the throat, narrows down to the point where it either completely shuts down or uh, reduces significantly to the point that it disrupts the quality of the sleep. So people who uh, have sleep apnea generally um, are getting maybe getting enough sleep but the, their quality is is uh, not good because the the brain and the body is busy maintaining that airway open or trying to keep that airway open and in that process exerting a lot of energy so to so I just wanted to clarify that, that what what the byproduct of the sleep apnea is is a sleep that is not really nourishing. You wake up feeling tired because you're working so hard to, to breathe while you sleep. Is that exactly. what I hear you saying? Yeah. Exactly. So you're 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 uh, you think you are sleeping, but uh, when you do a sleep study on these patients who have sleep apnea, you can tell that 
their sleep is very fragmented. They think they may be sleeping and they may be getting some sleep, but their quality is very bad. And uh, that's what basically we measure in a sleep study, and that's how we find out what, how bad is their breathing, how low is their oxygen, because oxygen tends to uh, drop as a result when your airway narrows down and your uh, oxygen level, drop, oxygen level drop, drops down, and that causes the heart to pump harder and more faster, getting oxygen to the rest of the body, because oxygen is vital for body function. So the brain Dr. is just, no. I, I I wanted to just just jump in here and make this a re, uh, tell a little story about this to make it relatable to our listeners. I was married to a guy. I call him my husband, as in the past tense. The husband was had sleep apnea, and he did not believe me that he was gasping for air in the middle of the night. So I did a little a test and I videotaped him one night sleeping, and he could not believe that he was, you know, clamoring for air, making all of these noises, that it was him. Because in his mind, he would fall asleep, he was asleep, he'd wake up, and, you know, he was tired and couldn't figure it out. So if somebody is living with a, a, a terrible snore or someone who's gasping for air in the night, what can they do short of making a videotape to prove to them they need a sleep study? You know what? Uh, you're you're just... Uh, uh, uh... Uh, it's a classic story that I hear over and over again in the sleep clinic where the patient is being brought by their spouse, <laughs> usually a husband or a wife. And what we have found in research is actually that husbands are bad historians. So if you're, uh, or male in general, are bad historians. So if, if a wife has it, she can go for a long time without being diagnosed, unlike a husband who, if he has it, the wife is more likely to bring them to the sleep lab. The the interesting thing about this is that the patients who have sleep apnea, a lot of times have no clue they are, that they're doing that. Uh, they may be snoring, but they're not hearing themselves snore. Um, they may be choking, gasping for air, but again, they are um, sleepy, but uh, I mean, they're asleep, but uh, not aware of that they're choking or gasping for air. So, it can go on for a, quite a long time before the patients themselves realize it that there is something wrong. Uh, a lot of my patients that I see in the sleep clinic are either brought in by spouses or friends where the patients had gone for camping and had to spend a night or share a room with someone and, and uh, they they made sure that they had sent their friend over. And in some cases, we uh, we see patients being referred by cardiologists, uh, patients on the end of the spectrum where sleep apnea is starting to cause medical problems, diabetes, high blood pressure, rhythm disturbances, and things like that. And that's what I want to jump into. We're going to go to a break, and we're going to bring on our fearless leader over at Sleep and Wellness Magazine. When we return, we're going to bring on the publisher, Jeanette Robbins. Um, and I want to talk about the, the direct correlation when we return about sleep deprivation or sleep disorders and what it does to our systems within our bodies and how it contributes or exacerbates um, conditions that we might have. And uh, to sure. all of the partners, spouses, camping mates, roommates that bring loved ones into the clinic, we thank you because it's, <laughs> it's really important that these people get diagnosed and get some treatment, which we'll also talk about when we return, um, to have better uh, sleep that is more nourishing and restorative to help 
operate optimally. And it's on a mind, body, and emotional level that we're speaking of. You're listening to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio, and we're focusing on the sleep and wellness today. We have Dr. Syed Nabi. Nabi, sorry. Doctor, could you just tell me your name? Can you pronounce your name properly? <laughs> and then a, I'll have it forever. It's a different forever. pronunciation in which part of the country you are in. It's uh, Syed Nabi. It's actually an Urdu word, but um, the Americanized version is Syed uh, and maybe sometimes uh, Nobby or Navy. Well, so, Doctor Navy, Doctor Nobby, because you're down in Tennessee. We'll be I right re- back. And we'll carry on a conversation. I respond to all. <laughs> well, you're a doll, and you're very awake, and we appreciate you. You'll be right. We'll be you right know back. That life is tough, and that happiness can and does live along with adversity. We'll be right back to explain how on harvesting happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life. Available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Are you or do you know a returning U.S. military man or woman in need of restoring joy in their lives? Did you know that our nonprofit, Harvesting Happiness for Heroes, offers stigma-free combat trauma and post-deployment reintegration programming? Check us out at www.hh4heroes.org. That's HH, the number four, and heroes.org. Happiness is an inside job. Wear the message on T-shirts, baseball caps, sterling silver designer jewelry, and more. Please visit our online boutique at www.harvestinghappiness.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about the correlation between sleep and wellness. And I have two guests on on the line with me today. The first that we've been speaking with, and his name, depending upon what part of the world you're coming from, is Dr. Syed Nabi. And uh, he is a board-certified fellow of the American Board of Internal Medicine and Sleep Medicine. And he is one of our contributors at Sleep and Wellness Magazine. In addition, we have Jeanette Robbins with us. She is the founder of the American Sleep and Breathing Academy, as well as the publisher of the magazine that I am thrilled to be a part of and the collaborator on the health and wellness section. And she is a pioneer in the field of sleep medicine for 22 years and served on the curriculum committee for Weber State University to write the sleep add-on program for respiratory therapists. She served on the National Education Chair for the AAST, and she will define AAST in a minute, and co-wrote The Principle of Polysomnography, and she will, she will decipher what that is as well, the Polysomnography textbook with staff members under her 
direction. Good morning, Jeanette, and welcome back, Dr. Nobby. Good morning. Hi. Thank you so, for having me on. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know, thank you for the great work that you're doing that I get to contribute and be a part of. So let's break down what the AAST is for our listeners. The AAST is the American Academy of Sleep Technologists, and they work under the Research Academy of the American Academy of Sleep Medicine, which is a large organization in sleep disorders. Okay, and polysomnography, is that the study of sleep waves, of the brain's sleep waves? Yes, it's the technical side of things. So that particular textbook is directed towards actually physically doing the technical work. And so I'm more the founder on the technical side of the AASM, and Dr. Nobby is bringing in the physicians on the, on the American Sleep and Breathing Academy. Well, the, the whole notion of sleep and wellness is something that is very near and dear to my heart because it is one of my top five hobbies. But it, I also know that there is profound research being discovered on the correlation between having good sleep. And by good sleep, we don't just mean getting the, the seven or eight hours that are recommended, but that the quality of sleep is very, very sound and restorative. And this is, the, this is really uh, cutting edge in terms of bringing this to the forefront, the interrelatedness of wellness, medicine, and good sleep. Yes. Um, apparently, about 18 million Americans are suffering from the sleep apnea that you were talking about earlier, and about 22% of Americans are suffering from insomnia. Insomnia is one of those tricky, difficult to diagnose and pinpoint diseases that wellness can really fit into, as well as the fact that obesity plays into obstructive sleep apnea. Virtually every sleep disorder that there is out there has a wellness component that should be involved. And to date, there hasn't been an academy or a group that really focuses on the wellness aspect of it, which is why we're so glad that you are helping bring that component to what we're all doing. Oh, I'm, I'm, I am so excited. I was noodling around for quotes, you know, relevant quotes to our discussion today, and I stumbled upon a couple that I think will generate a chuckle for, for both of you. One is, the night is the hardest time to be alive, and 4 a.m. knows all of my secrets. <laughs> that is mm -hmm. by Poppy Bright, uh, authored that. And the other is by Ernest Hemingway. He says, I love sleep. My life has a tendency to fall apart when I'm awake, you know. And here's another one that I like. My favorite is that nothing cures insomnia as, as good as uh, knowing that you have to be up in 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> that is the worst. Yeah. And, and, well, and the, Jeanette, well, I just want to touch upon something that you said about insomnia because really the underlying cause of insomnia for many is stress and anxiety and depression. Mm -hmm. And that's why I thought some of your meditation, some of your um, relaxation techniques that you promote are also very helpful in the entire sleep hygiene package. There's a, a sleep hygiene type. If you uh, don't mind interrupt, uh, me interrupting, sure. I can kind of elaborate on this uh, from medical point of view. Uh, the way we approach insomnia is, uh, I mean, a sleep medicine is is con is more like a symptom. Just like you have a headache or you have fever, uh, that's how uh, an insomnia symptom 
So when we're taking a history of a patient who says that, hey, I have trouble falling asleep, uh, I can stay asleep for an hour or two without and unable to go to sleep. So whatever their symptom is, you try to elaborate on it and try to find out that where is this symptom coming from? Is it, uh, like you said, anxiety, stress? Generally, what we have seen is that people who are in, uh, have anxiety or uh, depression or any mood disorder, they tend to have insomnia coexist. And uh, when you treat this, you you have to treat uh, both things simultaneously. You cannot just treat one and ignore the other part. It's just like fever. Uh, fever. If somebody has a fever and they have it coming from an infection, you got to treat the infection at the same time you treat fever. You cannot just treat the fever and hope that the infection will go away. So uh, sometimes there's no cause and uh, cause relationship is not like one is causing the other. It's present at the same time in uh, in the same person, both diseases. Uh, sleep apnea is also known to contribute to the insomnia. If somebody has uh, trouble breathing in their sleep, subconsciously they are afraid to fall asleep. So uh, as part of uh, evaluation, you need to find out if they have sleep apnea because those are the most satisfying insomniacs that I treat. That as soon as you treat their breathing, boom, from taking two hours to fall asleep, now they're falling asleep within 30 minutes or 15, 20 minutes. Mm. So, uh, uh, again, you, you uh, anxiety, depression, and again, when you have uh, trouble falling asleep, it affects your uh, everything, whatever you do during daytime, your memory, concentration, uh, you're depressed, you have uh, other medical problems. So, uh, so that was just my uh, input from medical point of view. And it, to, when we lack that good restful sleep, it does affect our motor skills and our performance so much so that it is almost like we can be drunk, is it not? That we are Absolutely. An, have like an intoxication response um, yeah. from being sleep deprived. Exactly. Sleep deprivation is uh, uh, very, very uh, related to uh, as being uh, drunk. And, and Jeanette and Dr. Nobby, how many of us are sleep deprived? Uh, well, I think uh, uh, if I had okay. to guess, probably around. Uh, uh, it's a large percentage. 50, I'm not exactly 50 or sure. Fifty million, just so you know. Yeah. I had someone send me the facts right before, and you probably didn't get this note, Doctor Nobby, but it says an estimated fifty to seventy million United States adults have sleep or wakefulness disorders. Um, and in addition, the social consequences that you guys were going through on some of this drowsy driving, et cetera. There's about 100,000 police-reported crashes every year by drowsy drivers. And once you go into work-related, occupational errors, et cetera, so you've got the disease components on one side. You've got the social consequences of, I'm depressed, I don't want to wake, you know, starting to have some marital problems potentially. You can lower your IQ up to eight points based on a research project out of IHC many years ago. Um, from lack of oxygen to your brain and into your body. So there's just many, many consequences to sleep on those fronts. 
And you're talking about um, the 70 to 80 million who have a, a, a diagnostic code of having a sleep disorder, not just sleep deprived. I think if you were to ask, you know, take a poll, a random sampling of maybe a thousand Americans, let's say, most would say that they're not getting enough restful sleep, that, that they can never catch up, that they can never feel fully rested for an extended period of time because of the they nature actually, of life. They have actually studied that. And again, I'm not uh, sure on the, the exact numbers and statistics, but just in the last 20, 30 years, uh, the nation as a, as a whole, the Americans, are more sleep deprived now than they were 20, 30 years ago. So uh, the problem is just getting worse. Wherever it is, it tends to just get worse. And there are a lot of factors that, that play a role. It's not just... Um, the disease processes, but it's also what's going on in the environment. I mean, you have uh, light exposure. Uh, light is known to affect uh, sleep at all multiple levels. Uh, light exposure. Uh, you have economic factors that contribute to stress, anxiety, depression, uh, hence lack of sleep, and 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 uh, other diseases, obesity, uh, that contributes to uh, sleep problems and hence sleep deprivation. So when you say sleep deprivation, it's, it's not just uh, the uh, less hours of sleep, it's also the quality of sleep. So for some people, they can sleep five hours and feel refreshed, although that's not very common. But on, on the other hand, if you uh, have a sleep problem and uh, you are sleeping eight hours, that may not be enough and you could still have all the symptoms of sleep deprivation. Mm. Wait, Jeanette, you know what? I wanted to chat. We're going to go to break in about two and a half minutes, but I wanted to chat a little bit about the magazine, when you started it, where people can find it, plans that we've talked about for you know expanding the magazine and its vision, and how the sleep medicine industry can really begin to impact the wellness industry. Okay. So we've got a couple of minutes. We can start the conversation, and then after the break, oh, we can come okay. back and finish up. Um, my fault tends to be that I talk too much, not enough, so I'm trying to not speak up too much. <laughs> You're doing great. <laughs> okay. The Sleep and Wellness magazine um, came as a need, um, arose from our various sleep disorders and our American Sleep and Breathing Academy to give information to our patients. Um, the American Sleep and Breathing Academy itself is dedicated to teaching professionals, improving the overall education within the clinic and your staff. Um, but in addition, it has this mission of increasing education to the community and to the patients. And We're going to go to break. Sorry to jump in here, but we are going to go to break. And when we come back, we'll c carry on the conversation about Sleep and Wellness Magazine. To learn more about Sleep and Wellness Magazine, please visit www.sleepandwellness.net where you can view, read, and enjoy the online version of the magazine. It is in print as well, available at your sleep clinician. On Twitter, it's at Sleep Wellness, and on Facebook, it is Sleep and Wellness Magazine. We're going to come back. We will carry on this conversation about the power and correlation of sleep and wellness together so you can wake up, refresh, function optimally, and uh, attend to sleep disorders if you have them. And we'll give more information on that when we return where you can find clinics that can help 
serve um, your sleep needs if you suspect that you are suffering from a sleep disorder. Here come the tunes, and when we return, we will carry on our conversation. Cypress Cayman on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Like what you hear on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio? Subscribe to us on iTunes and get your weekly dose of joy downloaded free and easily to your computer or portable device. That's Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio on iTunes. likes to win enter our weekly contests at harvesting happiness on facebook where we give away our guests books music film and products each week in addition we also do great harvesting happiness giveaways like free coaching sessions with lisa cypress cayman lisa's books happiness first aid kits h factor where is your heart documentary film happiness is an inside job products including the sterling silver infinity bracelet that benefit harvesting happiness for heroes a nonprofit whose mission is to assist our returning military personnel and their loved ones challenged by combat trauma and other post-deployment reintegration issues join us at harvesting happiness on facebook Nothing gives happiness like a free gift. Lisa Cypress came and has made her first ebook, Got Happiness Now? Eight Keys to Unlocking a Joyful Life, available at no cost to everyone. Unwrap your complimentary copy now by visiting www.harvestinghappinesstalkradio.com. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on Toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress Kamen. Welcome back. If you're just joining us now, we are talking about getting a good night's sleep and why it matters. And I'll even dare say that it it contributes to our happiness because when we are sleep deprived or we're not getting good restful sleep that is restorative and nourishing, we are cranky. Our mood is affected. The way we relate to the world is affected. And I am delighted to be here today with Jeanette Robbins, who is the founder of the American Sleep and Breathing Academy, as well as the publisher of the Sleep and Wellness magazine, of which I am delighted to announce my affiliation as the health and wellness editor. And the November 2013 issue has just come out in print and is available. And there is a whole section devoted to sleep and wellness and the relationship between um, stress management and lifestyle management that I'm focusing on, and we are going to um, share some time with one of our other contributors in a few minutes. And at the same time, we also have Dr. Saeed Nabi on the the line. He is a sleep specialist and a regular contributor to Sleep and Wellness magazine. And Dr. Nabi, we were talking about 
some of the uh, medical indications of sleep disorders. And with Jeanette, we were talking about the history of the magazine and the future vision for it. So I want to wrap up our visit today with letting others know out there, letting our listeners know if your mate is gasping for air, snoring incessantly, waking up cranky, falling asleep at the wheel, and the whole host of other symptoms, what can be done? What should be done? The, um, oh, oh, sorry. sorry go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Jeanette. Oh, I, I was just going to go through how I thought the magazine might potentially help with some of those questions. I may be off base based on your question. Um, I guess as far as how the magazine, we hope, will impact America, and actually we do have a few fingers in some other countries as well, but the Sleep and Wellness magazine is the only available out there in print right now that we are aware of to help educate the community and increase their awareness of what they should even be looking for. Um, and sleep is a relatively new field. And so based on it being about 30, 40 years old, um, there is a lack of awareness and sometimes a lack of understanding on how it affects your, your life long term. The wellness section is something that is um, definitely important to what we're doing and getting a lot of attraction. Um, we've been really appreciative of the support that we've received from other organizations in this, which is part of our mission to bring together organizations of like minds to improve awareness in the United States for sleep disorders. And we have the American Association of Respiratory Care and the American Sleep Apnea Association, the Narcolepsy Network, the National Sleep Awareness Roundtable, the National Sleep Foundation. We have Lisa from Harvesting Happiness on the wellness side. And since that's your specialty, um, I, I just really want to explain how important that is to our patients out there. Um, there were a few things that patients could be doing that we ourselves had not been touching on, and that included the nutrition or what they're eating during the day, how much exercise they're getting, how they can relax, how they can maybe alter um, their natural light or establish a relaxing bedtime routine, how to even make your sleep environment more pleasant and relaxing, and some things such as avoiding napping during the day, et cetera. All of those don't require medication. They require just a holistic approach, a wellness approach that um, we're very excited that you can bring to the table on this. Oh, well, thanks, Jeanette. If somebody is uh, suffering, what, where, what would be a starting place? You know, because many people don't know that there is such a thing as sleep disorder, would it be to send them to sleepandwellness.net, to the magazine, or the, is there another website um, that they should visit to get some early intervention and, and find resources? I would say that the Sleep and Wellness magazine does cover most of the topics. However, it is a relatively new publication receiving a lot of exposure. It's in circulation throughout all of those organizations plus some other ones that we've discussed. Um, and I do need to throw in there that we are including dental devices and, and that type of treatment for sleep apnea patients, which is, is different. Um, in, along with the medical and the wellness. So I would say if you hit the sleepandwellness.net site, that helps. And we have some links to other friends in the industry as well. The American Sleep and Breathing Academy has positions um, 
that are associated with it that can answer questions. But the Sleep and Wellness Magazine would be that just general overall educational menu for them and would further direct them on what to do next. Excellent. And there are a lot of resources at sleepandwellness.net. Um, we are offering some mindful meditative moments, free meditations that are now going to live on the website too. So people can have, uh, uh, they can receive the first one and then sign up to receive six more delivered to your desktop to have a few minutes of relaxation. A staycation is what we're calling it from the comfort of wherever you are at your desk and um, many, many other resources. And we are out of time for this edition, but we will have Jeanette Robbins and Dr. Navi back to discuss further um, sleep disorders and innovations in the sleep industry in the coming months. This is a quarterly publication for now, and we will definitely track what's going on with the magazine concurrent with what we've got going on over here at Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. So thank you both for being with us. I want to bring on our next guest, we had an emergency. One of our guests had a the death of a loved one in the family, and that loved one was her her pet, her beloved pet. So we um, will bring Cheryl Forberg, who is the uh, registered dietitian for The Biggest Loser and one of our colleagues at Sleep and Wellness Magazine. She'll be with us in the coming weeks when we can get her rescheduled. So we ha- wish her condolences on the, the loss of someone near and dear to her heart and her family, and continue on with Marcy Williams. She is currently a center director, wellness coach, and management consultant of a large recreation and fitness facility in which she oversees the day-to-day administrations, operation, and programming. She has over 28 years' experience in the fitness and recreation industries, both in public, public and private sector, She holds multiple certifications along with a degree in psychology. And Marcy is our contributor from spinning. She is a master spinner. Good morning, Marcy, and welcome. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me on. Oh, well, I'm I'm delighted that you're here, and I'm delighted that you're here with Dr. Nobby and Jeanette Robbins from Sleep and Wellness Magazine, and we are just really excited about the launch of the the new uh, health and wellness section within the magazine and, and your participation as a collaborator. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's awesome, and I love the, the segue from sleep, because if you exercise, you actually sleep better. <laughs> Amen to that. That is one of my uh, uh, one of my little tricks. Let's talk about awesome. why spinning is such an effective form of exercise and sleeping pill. <laughs> I love it. You know, I I think about all of the the the, the research that comes out, what we're learning about the importance of exercise, and in almost thirty years now in the fitness industry, spinning has probably done the most for myself and, and many people that I can, you know, that have come to me with uh, the benefits. When I had my sixth baby, I had a hard time losing some body fat. And spinning was able to peel about 7% body fat off of me in about four months, which, of course, you know is good for overall health, good for energy, and certainly risk factors. So um, it, it, that spinning is, is fabulous, and it's a great activity for all, all people. And, you know, they say you never forget how to ride a bike, and that's very true. So very, very important part of people, you know, being healthy and participating in something that they will do and can do. So love spinning. Let me just uh, go back and rewind the tape for about 10 seconds. Did you say sixth? Sixth baby? Yeah. (laughs) And then one, two, three, four, five, six? Yeah. 
Yeah, I've done that. It's amazing what staying fit and healthy does for your body, right? But yes, my six. Oh my God, you've gone where many of us have never gone before. That is, that's, that's the new frontier from where I come from. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, I, finally after six, I figured out how that works. <laughs> Wow, it's better to spin yeah. more, I think. Yeah, well, you know, and they are, it's, that's awesome. But like I say, I exercise through all of my pregnancies, um, very healthy. And when I could not lose that last little bit, uh, spinning was basically coming into existence and has literally changed, I think, the face of the fitness industry and, and our ability to reach into a population base that we had not reached into. Uh, I think sometimes people perceive a lot of what we do in fitness as, you know, too hard. I can't do that. It's intimidating. And what I love about spinning is that we get a chance to go one-on-one with individuals, help them get comfortable so that they're safe and so that they can participate in a wonderful aerobic exercise that is so beneficial for so many aspects of health, of course, sleep being one. Um, Obviously, when you've got an instructor and you've got some good music, you're going to stay safe. Um, Hopefully, you'll be a little bit more motivated, and it's something you will do, I hope, just a little bit longer than maybe some of the other things that people won't do. So I think it's fun to do in in a group, and some of the team camaraderie is really, really enjoyable as well. Well, I myself am a spinner, and I first started spinning about 20 years ago. Beautiful. And then I stopped spinning, and I have a teenage daughter who took up an interest in spinning, and I started spinning again. Yeah. And I think that that is what is so cool about it, that we can, this is an activity that we can actually do with our kids, we can do with elders that are in good condition, and even if they're not in peak condition, they can get on that bike with really no resistance and enjoy the music and enjoy the ride and that sort of camaraderie and team spirit of being on an indoor ride with with others. Absolutely. And, you know, I think we've had as old as I have four 90-year-olds that participate, and I have a wide majority of people. I think we've had 17 people at our facility here where they've lost over 100 pounds. And so the opportunity to get on the bike, like you say, and you control the legs, you control how much resistance, you control whether you stand or you sit. So ultimately, we get all the benefits of the group fitness, basically, um, and the safety of an instructor, but you can go at your own pace and your own speed. So people, as they get stronger, can certainly go longer. And and they've got the example of people who come in that have had a little bit more experience and can help them maybe just stay a little bit more comfortable as well. We are going to go to a break, and when we come back, we're going to set up an actual spinning class to learn more about what Marcy Williams contributed to health uh, to sleepandwellness.net. Uh, to Sleep and Wellness magazine. You can visit www.sleepandwellness.net. You can view the online version of the magazine there. And my guess is even sign up for a paper copy to be delivered to your doorstep or your office. And you did a fabulous article for us on the correlation between um, spinning and diabetes and sugar management. Yeah. Here, come, here come the tunes. We'll be right back. On Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress-Kamen on toginet.com. Like us on Facebook at Harvesting Happiness and on Twitter at HH Talk Radio. Lisa returns with more of Harvesting Happiness following this short break. Do you like Lisa's take on happiness, well-being, and human flourishing? 
Join us this spring as Harvesting Happiness launches online classroom programming where Lisa Cypress Kamen will offer her workshop series across the globe and from the comfort of wherever you are. Visit HarvestingHappiness.com for more details. Part of the Grateful Good. Grateful Nation brings together patients, families, friends, and staff of Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center to support the quality care and groundbreaking research at the Medical Center. Through new and traditional media, members of Grateful Nation share experiences, thank our caregivers and researchers, participate in sweepstakes, and gather to sponsor and host events and much more. Being grateful inspires others to be grateful as well. In the time we jumpstart some perpetual gratitude, visit Grateful Nation online to find out more at www.gratefulnation.org. Have a grateful day. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness with Lisa Cypress Kamen on Toginet, the show dedicated to promoting happiness because happiness is a choice and happiness can be cultivated and harvested. So let's get back to it. It's Harvesting Happiness on toginet.com. And now back to your host, Lisa Cypress-Kamen. Welcome back to Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. If you are just joining us now, we are talking about sleep and wellness. We're talking about our nation being uh, sleep-deprived and what an individual can do about it in terms of self-care, lifestyle management to improve overall wellness and sleep. And with me now is Marcy Williams. She is a wellness coach and management consultant as well as a master spinner for spinning.com. In addition, she is a contributor to Sleep and Wellness Magazine, where yours truly over here heads up the um, health and wellness section. And we are talking about diabetes management and why spinning is such a great tool for helping manage elevated blood sugar or glucose levels. Yes, Marcy. Are you ready? <laughs> yes. I um, am ready. I, we're ready okay. for this list. Why it is so important. <laughs> you know, spinning is so awesome because it, it does so many things to the physical body. And I think sometimes people come in thinking it's all just about getting lean and trim. But what we do know through the research is that we can lower blood pressure. We can impact blood sugar and lipid ratios. Uh, we can lower the risk of heart disease, lower the risk of stroke. Um, it's a great way that we can burn calories um, without a lot of stress to our joints. And we can simultaneously keep good joint mobility and good stability. Um, a lot of times in the beginning of spinning, people feel tired, but what you find is after a few uh, sessions that you actually feel an increase in the energy, and it's, it's, it's an awesome way to, number one, control stress, but also to reduce some of the risks of depression. Uh, we already talked about it being an awesome contributor to sleep, um, and, and about individuals being basically able to come in and take care of their health and fitness at their current level. So it's not about keeping up with an instructor or another writer, but more about learning a little bit about your own body and, and controlling those factors, you know, in terms of speed and position and um, how much resistance you put on. It's a wonderful activity to just allow yourself to come in, get started, let your legs just roll a little bit, and then you'll find that there is a wonderful uh, benefit 
in terms of how you feel in all the other hours of your life. So it's not restricted to a certain age group. Um, there's no risk of going out on the road and worrying about potholes and cars and wind and all those things that uh, sometimes don't allow people to, to work outside. So um, it's an awesome, awesome activity. So I, I highly encourage it. I, I concur. And it, um, the other thing that's interesting about spinning is the classes typically are a little bit shorter than a regular yes, exercise yes, class. Yes. So exactly. for those of us out there who are uh, multitaskers and always on a tight schedule and wanting to be most efficient with our time, spinning is a, is a highly efficient way to, get, way to go, way to have exercise. Absolutely, and and that's another benefit is that you're in there, you're relatively comfortable, but some of the caloric, I guess the, the research showing some of the caloric expenditures, you know, we're seeing anything from probably 300 to 600 calories, which is a big plus um, if you're suffering with some of the health conditions that um, are plaguing our country at this point. So it's a wonderful opportunity to be very efficient, and, and we do follow the the ACSM um, guidelines for, you know, safe and healthy for all, gen, you know, basically all populations. So it's a, it's a wonderful activity. Let's go on a virtual spin. Let's take a couple okay. of minutes to set up what, uh, what a class is like and what one should do to prep for a class and oh, to find bet. classes. Oh, you bet. Um, you know, finding classes, obviously, you can go on to the spinning.com website, which would give you um, the ability to find a facility and to find um, somewhere where you can actually take a class from a spinning instructor that's certified in a facility that's approved. And so what we would do um, is you will plan on coming in hopefully a few minutes early so that the professional, the instructor, will be able to spend a few minutes setting you up so that the bike can become very comfortable and um, and help you kind of understand some of the unique points about some of our spinners and help you kind of get the, the foundation, if you will, um, how to use the resistance knob and, and how to take advantage of the class and how you can basically adjust things to work for you. And so that takes just a few minutes before class, and as class um, gets rolling, you basically will have the instructor will take you through a warm-up. Uh, they'll help you mind, remind you a little bit about some of the pedaling mechanics that can help um, that be a more efficient, more effective and uh, way to ride. And then you'll basically go um, through a journey using music uh, to kind of go, uh, guide the process. So there are some classes that we do that consist of primarily flat roads, and there are some classes that we do that consist of potentially some hills, and there are some that um, give you an opportunity to work hard for a few seconds and then back off or interval train. So basically, you're going to be led through this 40-minute journey and um, then have an opportunity to cool down, uh, take care of your health, bring yourself back down to normal, and then answer any questions, answer any questions that you may have, and then hopefully send you out feeling 10 times better than when you went in. Mm-hmm. I can vouch for that. Always, yeah. Yeah. always feeling exhilarated and almost, you know, euphoric. And the euphoria comes from the release of the endorphins from from excessive perspiration, which is a, another thing that I love about spinning personally. Because yeah. you know, your skin gets really clean and clear. Your pores are cleared <laughs> out. You're, you have this beautiful glow on your face. 
it's a it's it's a win. It's a, it's a win all the way around. And uh, I love what you're contributing to the magazine. I love being able to uh, highlight spinning as a really uh, wonderful form of health and lifestyle management and exercise. And how, how long ago did you say that you started spinning? I started spinning probably mid-1990s, and so, yeah, so I've been spinning for a while. Yeah. I remember when it first came out, I would hear spinning, spinning. I was like, what? what is spinning? I never understood what spinning was. Yeah, exactly. And then once I got it, I was like, ah, so that's yeah, what it is. Little, little stationary cycling. I have a great one for you you might want to use. This is what I tell my, particularly my new students, is that sweat is your fat crying. Oh, so. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we tell the new people when they're sweating, and there's nothing like a great sweat. There is nothing like a great sweat, and, and, yeah. and you know, you, you don't you can multitask. You know, it used to be that you had to just go into the sauna or go into right. the steam <laughs> to get your sweat on, and that would be you know, yeah. fifteen or twenty minutes of suffering through the heat. And this is actually, um, you know, engaging and lively, and you get yeah. into the music. I find that I learn about music, what's hot and what's oh, new, yeah. by going oh, yeah. to class. The, um, yeah. And seeing all the bodies of different shapes and sizes it really uh, is quite a sight to behold because you understand how spinning really works for people of all, of all ages, you know, from all different groups. Yes, uh, absolutely. And the opportunity that it provides people also to have a little bit of what I call head time, um, sometimes referred to as flow state. I think once people become fit uh, to a certain level and they start feeling better, they're more comfortable with the equipment, comfortable with the environment, um, they actually can go into their head. And so sometimes it's a great way to sort through challenges or be creative or just some of your, be kind of alone with your thoughts. So the mental benefits are huge um, with spinning, and that's something that doesn't transfer always over to the outside or even some of the um, other classes that are held that require a whole lot of concentration just to keep up. So um, it is a wonderful activity for that. And the flow state that you speak of, we, we, we talk about it on this show frequently mm-hmm. because flow state is one of the most uh, powerful mood-enhancing places that we can create for ourselves. And Absolutely. flow state is that is that um, place where you lose track of time and space, that you're so engrossed in the activity for the sake and pleasure of the activity itself mm-hmm. that you don't have, right? There's no time yeah. to yeah, focus so, on, on your worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, and the thing that's nice is that it's not as if you're, you don't have to do everything the instructor's doing. So we're all pedaling. We're in the same range of motion. There's individual variation that only we know about on our spinner. And that lends itself to a state of kind of active legs but quiet center and that mindfulness and that wonderful place that's very peaceful, like you say, where time just happens and you come back to awareness and realize half the class is is gone. So to me, that's a great activity if people are really, you know, worried about staying on task. The, the ability to actually um, take yourself away from the environment is a great plus. And I think a lot of athletes work very hard to obtain that, but I think it's very obtainable in a spinning ride. So whether okay. you're active with music, keeping track of what you're doing, or kind of losing um, your worries or or problems. I think it's a great opportunity for people to just kind of enjoy a little headspace. And it's infectious. 
you know, once you it get is. A, a taste of this, this flow state, it is something that you can or one can strive to create in other areas of your life. And this is why I find it is so important and such a useful tool in the cultivation of positive emotion and overall well-being. And this is what we teach, you know, whether it's a, uh, mindfulness or meditation or any other stress management technique is all really geared to bring us to that present, bring us to the present moment, which is the only thing that we know for sure. You know, the rearview mirror, what we see in the rearview mirror is gone forever. What is ahead of us through the windshield is completely unknown and not necessarily a guarantee, but the present moment is okay. Yeah. Well, and I, you you bring up an awesome uh, field of study in that it you know the positive emotion and I, sometimes when I meet new people they're a little surprised I have this much um, time in fitness when my background is in psychology, but quite frankly I've probably used more psychology in fitness in the last thirty years than I've used possibly even in terms of just exercise physiology. Yeah. Um, it doesn't do us any good if we can't get people in to take advantage of the opportunities that we have and uh, gives us an opportunity to educate them and, and to kind of pat them on the back and say, good job, I'm proud of you. You know, Maybe you spent five minutes longer uh, riding a hill today or you were able to stand for just a few seconds. All of those things become huge positive reinforcers and I think we sure need a lot of that. And uh, We sure do. We yeah, are out so. of time. Marcy, oh. we have flown through this show. We will have you back <laughs> in the coming months as, as we right. bring more of this online. I wanted to give the uh, social media connection points. Spinning.com is the website and Spinning HQ on Twitter and Facebook. It's just And here are a few thoughts before we part. The first thing I want to do is give a shout-out to the Philippines and our team member, Joyce, who is based in the Philippines. We hope that she and her family are faring well through the typhoon recovery period. And here are those few thoughts before we part. Happiness is not a destination. It cannot be bought, sold, or traded. Happiness will never invite you to the party. Happiness simply comes down to a choice to show up each and every day in the world with passion, purpose, place, and meaning. Thanks for joining us on Harvesting Happiness Talk Radio. This is Lisa Cypress-Kamen. And our guest today, Dr. Saeed Nabi, Jeanette Robbins, and Marcy Williams. I got that right. (laughs) (laughs) Wishing you kind thoughts, kinder words, and the kindest of actions. Until next time, remember, happiness is an inside job. Happiness is your inside job. And check us out this month, November 2013, Health and Wellness uh, Magazine, Sleep and Wellness Magazine. Go to www.sleepandwellness.net for Sleep and Wellness Magazine. Take care. We'll see you next week. Join us every Wednesday morning live at 10 to 11 Central Time here on TogiNet Radio. Then harvest your own happiness anytime from the comfort of wherever you are with free downloadable podcasts.